Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Curated Culture. I am your host, Robbie Diesel, and I am joined by probably one of my favorite people on the planet, Miss Andrea Love. How are you today? Hello. I am excellent, man. Thank you. Good to see you. How are you? I'm fantastic. I am, uh, I've successfully avoided the Rona so far, which is a bonus. Um, I'm, I'm a little, little more gray now, though. I don't know if you can see that. Hair is crazy long. It's, Mine a, it's is a lot. That's why I tried to. <laughs> I <knew it. laughs> Everybody's got the Rona hair, whether they got the Rona or not. So yeah, everybody does. I've, I've done a couple of these Zoom meetings so far, and um, it's, it's fun to see how people who are like normally super with it and up on it with the hairstyles mm -hmm. and being like perfectly manicured all the way around and. You see people who are bald with the George Jefferson rolling. <laughs> I did one where I looked like Wolfman because everything was kind of growing into itself. It just becomes a hair. It does, yeah. Well, just one single piece. It's This is a hair. Yeah. It's just one hair, one single solitary hair. <laughs> so how have you been, though? The last time we spoke, it was, what, two Three years ago, like right before you left for Cali. Uh, let's see. This makes what's it? It's August. Ooh. It is. Yeah, it's August. Woo. Um. So yeah, going on three, like two years and eight months or so, if we want to be precise. But yeah, you're creeping up on that third year, which is absolutely insane because it's it's blown by so fast. And a lot of stuff has happened in those two years. Yes. Yes, yeah. it has. Now, I don't, I don't know if you remember, but uh -oh. the, last, the last episode that we did, uh -oh. I totally called it. I was like, I want, I want you to get in L.A. or in Cali, wherever you end up at, and I want to hear your voice on the radio. And sure as shit, <laughs> that's... That's what's happening. So we kind of spoke that into existence. How did that come about? Um, it's funny you use the phrase, spoke that into existence. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. Okay. Um, because that's how everything happens, man. That's, that's what happened. So um, when I first got here, I just started working, um, being a bartender for a very long time. I found my way into a catering company. Um, doing bartending at a lot of different events. And what was really cool about it is that I've been all over the city to some of the coolest places like like TV studios and, and art museums and a Walt Disney Concert Hall and, and MTV uh, Video Music Awards and all types of things. We did the Emmys, all kinds of fun things as a bartender, right? And um, then I ended up doing this summer assignment at LACMA, the art museum. Okay. And there's a bar there. It's an outdoor bar called Ray's and it's bartending. And a guy saw uh, just my tattoo, like a little bit of my tattoo. And he asked mm -hmm. me what it was. And I told him, oh, it's a fader. You know, I'm a DJ. You know, I'm from Michigan. I was on the radio there. And he asked if I had planned on going back into radio here. And at that point, I really hadn't. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, but... I'm like, there's you know, those, man. There's those sirens. Yeah. <laughs> you lied. You are in the hood. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not in the hood. 
There's just lots of fires and accidents here. Sure, I know. I am in a very, very, very busy part of town, though. Ah, um, okay. Yeah, super busy. Like, lots of traffic on my street. Um, but... <laughs> he asked you so, about getting back yeah. in the radio. So I'm like, I don't know, you know, maybe if, if the right opportunity presents itself, I just kind of just came out here to freestyle and to just figure things out. And he told me about this radio station where the DJs play their own, like they pick their entire set, everything they want to play. And I'm like, well, whatever, you know, that's what, that's what you think. And he's just like, no, I'm serious. Thank you. Check it out. Sometimes they want volunteers and uh, if, if you're, you know, good, like there's a lot of opportunities that might be able to open up and I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. So I did, I went to volunteer and, um, just started going to live events. Then I started helping, uh, produce a show and then they hired me actually to do like the newsletter and some, you know, media stuff like, uh, like, like with concert giveaways and stuff. And then one day, <laughs> cause I knew, I was like, I want to show on this reputation. I was scared of. <laughs> and so one day I was like kind of eavesdropping a little bit I'm at my desk in my little office and I hear them say that this one show was no more and that they have to figure out what they're going to put into the place of it and they had someone to cover that week and I'm like I was like you know I can hear you <laughs> and you know I would love to play rock music on the station so just saying right. and I'm like yeah I'm like yeah like okay Give it a try. And so I've been doing that over a year now. Mm -hmm. And I love and it. It's, uh, well, you're, you're made for it. I'm pretty sure as people can hear by now, you have like the perfect radio voice. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So I want to, I want to bounce back a little bit though, because it, the, again, the last time we spoke, you hadn't made the move yet. And now you're in the thick of it. Uh, like, how did how did that transition go? Aside from it being terrifying, just kind of uprooting yourself and going to a completely new city on the other side of the world, damn near. Like, how, how did that initial transition go for you? A hot damn mess at first. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it's one of the best lessons I've ever had in realizing that you're not always in control and that's okay and sometimes it's for the best um because for so much of my life especially growing up in michigan but even between my little village where yes we have shoes um <laughs> into <laughs> well that's a side joke because i love that later but um to flint it was still there was so much comfort because my old hometown was only you know two and a half hours away so there was just so much comfort especially in flint towards the end of my time there like i had worked at these same places for so long i knew everybody i was comfortable everywhere i went there was very there was a very small level of discomfort there at that mm -hmm. point and everything is different here everything and I had a good plan man I was like I'm on it I'm controlling everything I'm a perfectionist I've got every detail everything planned out to the T it's gonna be perfect no question about it and California happens I think like everything's just yeah. so different between um man going the wrong way and then being stuck and make getting being super late I, I saw some crazy stuff happening and there was like me 
a 30 something year old person terrified. And then there was like this 12 year old boy who clearly grew up here. Who's like, like no big deal, just <laughs> another day. And it's culture shock. There's traffic shock. There's parking tickets. If you don't pay attention, um, there's, oh, there's so much that go that you have to get used to before you can get in the swing of things that just aren't normal the, for me they weren't normal for me so there's a lot of crying oh my gosh <laughs> I cried all over the place like sometimes one of my favorite things to do is drive around and like notice places that I, I've cried there before and then I feel good <laughs> because you I'm have like, landmarks uh, where you've cried oh yeah oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I could Hollywood and Western twice, uh, Burbank, Walmart, bathroom, um, down the road from the Hollywood Bowl in the rain. Oh, man. That's like, it's part That's of it. That's the most movie um, thing ever. But now when I drive those places. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Was that uh, Maroon 5 song? I don't mind standing in the pouring <laughs> rain crying. <laughs> um, but, but now when I drive by those places, it feels so good. I'm like, oh man, it, it lets you know how resilient you are. And it reminds you uh, to sometimes you just gotta let go and to uh, be happy with what you do have when you have, you know, like the people, people that I could call that could like talk me through sad times. Um, and even though it was tough for me, I'm fully aware of the fact that out of the tough, I had it easier than a lot of people do when they first moved here and it was still really, really hard for me. So like, uh, it just makes you, it makes you stronger, smarter, better, uh, more resilient though. And definitely, I think the best takeaway so far has been, as I call myself now, a recovering perfectionist um it lets you just know that you're not in control all the time and that's okay you're not really supposed to be and sometimes yeah. when you let go of control that's when all the cool stuff happens right right i mean and that's i think that's something that we all kind of struggle with is is releasing the steering wheel so to speak and you are probably like one of the most naturally positive people that i know so it's it's weird to hear that that it was you know so overwhelming for you at first because uh, every time like oh I've God. seen you or talked to you, it's been a thing where you're like ah yeah things are great I'm just gonna push through. <laughs> like did you did you find yourself having to uh, kind of wear that mask so to speak because you were so far away from your typical support system? Actually, it's funny I found so much release and taking that mask off that that became that became more of a source of joy and comfort if that makes any sense like like I think people were so used to me being so positive and so happy and so ah oh, things will be okay you know what I mean um because they were, it wasn't like I was faking anything. It's just, I really wasn't having very many issues or problems or anything like that, other than the fact that I felt like I couldn't grow. Um, but that wasn't a problem. That's just personal. That's life. Um, yeah. Um, that, and then I would post because I had a lot of fun. I have a, I have a lot of fun. I love this city. It's beautiful. I'd post pictures and, 
you know, oh, I'm here today or there tomorrow when I'm all over the city. It's cool, you know, doing all these things. And a couple of times I realized like, man, in addition to all this, I've been crying all over the city too. Like I've been having partying, crying, partying, crying, making friends, like getting parking tickets. It's, and so I started every once in a while just saying like, hey, in case you think that like it's all perfect, like it's not always all perfect. And I would like to share that. However, I just think that for me personally, it doesn't matter about anymore or not really at all what people perceive as far as if I want them to think things are okay. If they're not, I just more often like to choose to focus on what is going right because the way my brain is set up, if I choose to focus on the negative, I'm going to spiral out of control into this negative, destructive, disgusting, dark place where for me, it's just better to stay focused on what's good and then bring more of that because there's it's either this or this i don't i'm getting better at balancing (laughs) but naturally i'm like terrible or amazing right so uh that's kind of why i'm that way but i have had a lot of peace in sharing the tough times with people because i do think it's important especially in this day and age like the more i listen to uh podcasts from people who are you know really famous or or even if they're like influencers or or stuff like that like i think that if you act like things are always good all the time and they're not that's so damaging to people who may look to you for some reason or like like young kids i really don't it's it's mostly about the young kids because you know we grew up with before social media to where things were so much different as far as going out to play, getting your self-esteem, getting bullied in school, everything was a lot different and not so readily available where now, like most of the kids, they're growing up with only social media. Right. And they don't even know what it's like to have to have like self-made self-esteem without having this 24,000 minutes of the day perfection in your face and people showing just perfect 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 you got to be like this you got to get this many likes i think and we all are starting to wake up to this that there is awesome in social media or media in general is there's a lot of danger if it's not used in a way to also show people that their worth does not have to come from that absolutely so i've just learned a lot and being away from everyone that I know and all this comfort has given me that time to be in my room by myself and really get to know myself um, without, without so much uh, of my friends or, or influences of the things or the places that I go. And it's been great. Yeah, it's every, everything that you just said and something clicked in my head. It's, it's like you... You are one of the few people that I know who could find strength in allowing yourself to be vulnerable, if that makes sense. Like you just, you, you open yourself up to the good and to the bad, where a lot of us, myself included, we spend so much time uh, trying to prevent that bad from happening, where you're just standing out there like, <laughs> bring it. You know, the, the book that I'm reading, actually, I just put it down before I pulled my hair up 
to come on this call with you is mm -hmm. uh, Daring Greatly by, by Brene Brown, who is, she studies shame. She's amazing. My best friend, Julie, and I like love her. Um, she studies shame and vulnerability and I've learned a lot of, from her in the past uh, few months in particular about vulnerability and about putting yourself out there. And I'm, I'm actually getting back into that book right now, Daring Greatly. Such an amazing read about vulnerability and just how hard it is. But uh, one thing that I, I, that is very important to me from that book that I took away from it was that um, when she asked a bunch of people about vulnerability, they thought, she said something like, how many people think vulnerability is a weakness? And they all raised their hand. And then she said, how many people think that vulnerability in someone else is courage? They also raised their hand. So it's like, oh, then you start, it starts to click. Like we see people being vulnerable and we're like, man, they're courageous. They're awesome. But when it's time for us to be vulnerable, we're like, no, 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 no. Oh, no. We're not going down that path. I've got this. I'm fine. I'm not sweating. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so in, in your opinion, why do you think that is? Why do you think that people um, kind of struggle with the idea of allowing themselves to be vulnerable or to open up? So it's funny because my first instinct was to say, I don't know, like for a fact, but you didn't ask me for a fact. You asked what I think. Yeah. <laughs> so your um, opinion. I think it's just comparison a lot. I think it's uh, generational trauma, which is a whole nother bag of worms. Um, I think that it has to do with our culture and just, it's mostly outside influences that for decades have been pumping out the, uh, the, the false sense of you're not good enough no matter what you do. Like, you know, even trends and styles, like something that's in style, five years ago is not in style anymore and won't be in style in another five years. So like people who are constantly chasing this, you know, what's in style. And then it's like, you will never be good enough. The fact that people as a whole have been told that no matter what, you're not good enough, I think scares people into in, being themselves into opening up, but also being hurt, man people breaking your trust and people destroying your 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 feelings and stuff like and a lot of people do it the only people who really like try to destroy someone else's feelings are people whose feelings have been destroyed as we know right. and it just it's just it's a vicious cycle that keeps going around and i think that this time to sit down this whole past few months of all this corona where people are inside by themselves and thinking or inside with their families and connecting or inside watching the news and getting furious about some of the crazy stuff that's going on out there. Um, but it's also, so it's, it's this crazy mess, but I think behind the scenes, it's kind of letting people finally open and understand like, damn dude, man, like we've been just hanging on to all of this toxic energy, not even knowing it for this long, like people are waking up. I think I, I, I say it regularly. I think that this is the hard way to a better way. And uh, there's, there's a little bit of sprinkle of blessing in this crazy mess that we're going through, I believe.
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you have that's you being positive again, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you you kind of have to, and that's like the perfect segue for what I want to talk about next, which is, you know, you get out in Cali and you're there for a year, and everything's all good. You can go outside still. You can hang out with your friends still, and then things just go to shit <laughs> like immediately. What what goes through your mind being um, so far away from home, so to speak, and having to to go through um, the this pandemic and having to go through all the craziness in the world when you are again so far away from from home, from your your natural network, so to speak? Um, well, actually, it was this is the second year, so it's, I had been here for two years. Oh, okay, and the crate the which which makes it even more interesting because a lot of people tell you when you first move here like oh yeah you know the first two years are tough but after that most people are fine and so mm -hmm. 2020 happy new year two years for me feeling good about it 2020 this is my year everybody said that right and right. uh and then in march it's like wait what stay inside <laughs> two weeks okay two weeks i can do that two months what what august hello yeah hello anyone um so that's kind of what made it quite interesting is feeling like i just all right i made it i got it you know i'm doing fun things i went to nam um, i got friends um and then like for for a little while and i, I have a life coach i do like results coach and my coach told me that uh when it first started i was like i'm fine like i'll just i'll use this time to to create you know use this time to to be you know working on myself and to grow so much and to just be so awesome and to, to bring people up it'll be just fine she's like cool i'm glad you feel that way and then a couple weeks later i was just like yo this is the worst i'm so sad <laughs> this is so low when am i gonna go outside any people no concerts oh my gosh the music oh man i can't she's like you have to realize that this is a a global trauma so it's not like you're the only person that's going through this so if you're sad remember that that's okay um but like try to make yourself like go for a walk every day or something or do something every day do things every day to get yourself from falling into a funk um that'll help and then i started luckily i have also an amazing roommate oh my gosh we are both on the same like personal development you know um you know, clearing our wounds and like and traumas and you know self bettering books. We like we're we're all about that life. You guys are vibing Ooh, spiritually. Scorpios, yeah, we call our home the thriving <laughs> That's how about that life we are here. And so that's, that's been a huge blessing. If you're gonna be stuck inside with one person only, thank God it's somebody that is on the same mind, like on the same wavelength because i know yes. a lot of people out here it's not uncommon to just room with people that you meet on facebook or online or just you just all types of room situations here like some weird crazy stuff there are people who hate their roommate and i, I couldn't even imagine being stuck inside for months with somebody that you're not even don't even like or that's dirty or you know it's it's nuts out here so i had that going for me i still I'm very close with all of my friends, um, no matter how far away they are. So we always talk all the time. And, and uh, But really, 
the best thing for me has been being alone because I'm such a people person and I'm such a, you know, gregarious, like always out and about. Oh, and I like going out by myself so I can meet new friends. Like Mm -hmm. I'm always around so many people and have been for so many years that this time by myself, I needed so badly. And I've been able to focus on stuff that I've wanted to, but haven't had enough time to do because I'm always working, working or here, always working. And then, stuck in traffic um uh yeah it's been man at first it started out looking pretty crappy and i know a lot of people this is just me being my life but when you step back and look at the overall grand scheme of things and realize people are dying people are sick people are stressed out people are broke people are losing their homes people can't eat people you know old people are afraid to go outside um like the real shit that's happening is terrible and it it hurts and so um between that the 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 virus and also the social issues that have been happening like uh i was going through a lot of pain um like empathically like soaking up the collective's pain and like being i was very sad for a little while yeah and then i realized okay it's time to turn off this stuff i can't i I have to i have to listen and watch enough to be informed Mm -hmm. but that's it any more than that again it's terrible or awesome one of the two right so yeah too much then i'll go down that negative and it hurts yeah and we we as as a people, as a society, lately we've been subjected to so much of that. It's like it's almost like you have to withdraw for your own sanity's sake. Yeah, you stay in the muck for too long, and then it's like you you don't have awesome or terrible. You're going straight to abysmal at that point. Absolutely, and it's even with. social pressure of taking a stand or fighting against things uh it really took some um uncomfortable posts on on facebook and instagram for me to realize like that's just not who i am and that's just not for me and that that is okay too Mm -hmm. Uh, because a lot of people were like pressuring people especially i would watch fans pressure celebrities into posting stuff yeah their cancel culture and stuff and it's like what the hell what (laughs) are we doing what so we're mad at people who aren't even bothering nobody for not saying something about the fact that people are bothering people when you know that these people are good people and that's why why what is this what this doesn't even make sense and so um i just happen to be as we've kind of established so far uh a person that really 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 likes to focus on solutions to the problems, acknowledge the problem, focus on the solution. And so when I finally became okay with that quality in myself, and I didn't feel like I had any more to explain it to people or justify like why I'm not, I'm not, I'm just not, I don't fight stuff. Right. I just don't. And yeah, and that, somebody that, that is. And the med tent stitching people up and and feeding them and 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 giving them water and holding their hands when they're getting worked up you know what i mean somebody's yeah. gonna be by- 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's the perfect analogy, actually. You know, we need just like we have the soldiers on the front lines, just like we have the generals who are leading the charge. We have to have those medics for, you know, when those times get a little too heavy, we have to have people to be able to go to and, you know, to really just be able to release everything to and those people kind of take it on. I hear you and provide solutions instead of just being rah, 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 you know, you, 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 you can only be a soldier for so long before you kind of, you, you need to, to retreat, you get battle weary. And I stand like that. That's what the, I don't want it to be like confused for like, Oh, I don't think any, anybody needs to fight anything. That's not what I'm saying either. It's just that that's not my role. Like that certain things have to be fought for or else it's not going to change. We know that. Um, so, but it's like, you wouldn't want the super brainiac clumsy kid on the front line. You'd want them in Intel figuring out mapping things like planning things. Right. You know, right. so everybody got their role. I think that all of us, I think that all of us people who have good hearts are just finding where our role, what is our position in the ascension of the whole, the whole yeah. collection. So that's, I don't want to, I don't want to, make it sound like like I think that anybody who's you know fighting for what's right or or standing up for what they believe in whether I think it's right or wrong it doesn't matter if you're standing up for what you believe in I still think that's important what I believe in is different yeah you're 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 a lover not a fighter (laughs) everybody love everybody Um, so I you you said a, a word which was role, and I want to uh, transition into your current role um, as a, uh, what do we call you now, a DJ, an on-air personality, a purveyor of audio delight? That, that's what we call me, whatever you just said, say that again. You're a purveyor of audio delight, that's that's your gig. P-A-D. Um, when you when you first got to the station, and you, you get behind the mic, or uh, however you you do it now, I would imagine you've had to do it remotely. Did you kind of have that like, ah, like I'm home sort of feeling? Yes and no, but mostly yes. And it's been th- this whole thing. It all goes together in this like main lesson that I've learned, but. Um, so at first, again, I'm a recovering perfectionist. So at first, my first show, I had it down. I, I always do it live. And there's been a couple times where I've done it remotely just so I can like go on vacation or something. But mm. for the most part, there's no feeling of, it's, it's just not the same. The energy is just not the same. But um, man, I practiced everything. I had everything down. Mm. I'm about to go in here and just straight hammer smash it. Like this is the best. And my first show was like amazing, right? But then all the shows afterwards were still, I've been doing this for a while, so I'm fairly comfortable, but they were all good. But I would make one mistake and be like so mad about that one mistake. I remember sending the text to my best friend, Julie, like, am I ever gonna be able to have one good show? And she's just like, wait, what are you, what are you talking about? And uh, I was so focused on being perfect, especially being in LA, even though it's four in the morning, it's LA. Some people are always out. People are listening. People listen all over the world online these days. 
And I was so focused on everything has to be perfect, 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 perfect. And then one day, after a couple like not perfect, sit like complete fails a couple times. Well, in my opinion, let me stop because they were it wasn't that bad. I'm over exaggerating. Yeah. But one day again, something just clicked, and I don't know what it was. I couldn't tell you. But there was this moment where I just realized, like, I'm not having fun. I am so focused on being perfect to, to make sure that I'm good enough for everyone else. I am not having any fun doing my favorite thing. Nope, done with that. So then I just started just having all of the fun. <laughs> like every week now is like all of the fun in a big backpack. Let's go. Let's go <laughs> rock some faces. And so I just have so, 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 so much fun now and i love my show it is it and and people that call in or like find me on facebook like they can tell that i just love it and just even when like i don't notice mistakes like i used to anymore if you just make something clicked in me the other day this particular phrase is that your message is more important than your mistakes that's and, pretty powerful yeah when i keep that in mind I don't even make that many mistakes anymore once I have that in my mind. But, um, especially throughout all of it, that was all live songs because we couldn't go to concerts. So I played a bunch of my favorite live recordings and, and it just brought people up. And uh, But uh, the more I have fun, the better everything in my whole life is just like, girl, what are you out here stressing for? Most people <laughs> aren't even thinking about you. Or what you just messed up on, they're still thinking about the time that they failed six years ago at something. So calm down, calm down. It's not always about you. Sometimes it's about everybody else too. <laughs> right. So how how have you how have you enjoyed your time at the station so far? Like outside of the show in particular, like the people you work with, I would imagine are pretty solid folks. Yeah, we have a good time. Yeah. It's like and, but the thing is, is our station is very it's public radio. So there's oh. a, a lot of different shows. Uh, there's a lot of like political shows and health and spirituality shows and um, lot, all different types of music. I mean, I play rock and roll, but there's lots of good hip hop shows, uh, uh, house music. Um, we have a reggae show, folk music, roots music. I mean, like all types of stuff. Um, so that's been cool because my eyes have been open to a lot of stuff that I didn't even, words that I'd never even heard before, things that I didn't know anything about, like the global village. Like I know music from like Mali and, and I can tell the difference between music from Mali and Ghana now, like, like stuff like that, just weird <laughs> stuff. It's yeah. beautiful. Um, so yeah, I like that. But my role has been a lot of fun because I have helped uh, Maggie, who's awesome. And she, she's so, uh, Maggie is like one of these people who she's always got your back she always wants you to grow she's so helpful she's she's really really awesome she's helped me a lot um in media sponsorship so putting together uh concert ticket giveaways and concert tickets like we do fundraising for our shows so sometimes like we have people pledge and they like win packages and tickets man all mm -hmm. the tickets to all the shows and all the concerts and going to these events love that 
So it's been a blast. We did a gala. I've really? never been to a gala before. Yeah, dude, we don't have galas in Flint, let alone Baldwin. Right. So, um, yeah, at this place called Skirball, and then Jack Black was there, and uh, Robbie Krieger and John Densmore from The Doors, and Stanley Clark, legendary bassist Stanley Clark. And uh, uh, I remember you posting about that. I was like, uh, how, how does that happen when you met was, Jack Black? It was so cool. It was so <laughs> It was just different than anything I'd ever been a part of. And so it was a lot of fun. Um, I've been at MGM Grand, I've been at uh, like a Paramount Picture Studios and just a lot of cool places bartending. That's been fun. That's been super fun. Even, I don't even watch, oh, I don't even watch movies or TV. Like, so I don't really ever know who anybody is. Like, I never know who any of the, the, the film stars are, mm-hmm. unless they're like super obvious. But even then, I remember when I first started, I was working at this party and it was for uh, Kevin Costner's new show. And I was kind of new, but they kind of knew my work ethic. So they, they had me like, go like do some person, like take care of his table or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he told me, he's like, hey, I'm gonna have you take care of Kevin's table. I'm like, all right, well, I'm about to just make myself look super <laughs> dumb here in LA, but uh, I don't know which one he is. And he looked at me like, you don't know who Kevin Costner is. I was like, no. I mean, I know the name. I know he was like, he was the bodyguard, right? And they're like, <laughs> they're like, that's even better. Come with us. You don't know him. Come on. That's even better. But so like, sometimes I look stupid because I don't know anything about TV or movies. And uh, people are like, well, what did you come to LA for? I'm like, Oh, shoot, I forgot there are zero other things that one could possibly do in Los Angeles County rather than <laughs> want to be an actress. Oops, I guess I should go somewhere else, huh? Like, right. it, I was about like, to say, you, you had to sound like the most non-LA person in the world at that moment. Yeah, maybe, but there's plenty here. I mean, even without entertainment, there's a lot of beautiful opportunity. The food industry here is amazing. Um, just uh, health and fitness, mm-hmm. spirituality, that kind of stuff is amazing here. Um, you know, the farmer's markets, woo! These farmer's <laughs> markets have my heart. These farmer's markets are great out here, dude. And they're all over the place all the time. Um, there's a lot of opportunity out here beyond just entertainment. And I just like watching other people do their thing, you know? I, I like have it. to ask. Oh, before snap. we get ready to go no 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 oh snap no big pressure <laughs> uh <laughs> you be clowning uh, sometimes i do some i, I do i do i'm i'm mellowed out though no clowning tonight <laughs> um you've you've been there for a while you've you've seen high highs so far you've seen low lows you've experienced it all um what what does covid pending of course what does the next couple of years look like for you in terms of, of short and long-term goals and, and accomplishments that you're looking to get after? Service, helping, contributing. Um, uh, another realization that I had was that it doesn't matter what I want to do. It doesn't matter um, what I feel like I need to be doing, what I should be doing, what kind of career goals that, like, that I, I, I found that, Oftentimes when I have a career goal, I obtain it, I do it, I do a good job, 
but then I find myself feeling like, okay, now it's time to do something else. And it just kind of hit me one day that like service, man, I need to, especially with this, with, with seeing how many, um, what's the word vulnerability, not vulnerabilities, but what is it? Can't think of the word, but like when there's an issue with your infrastructure, there's an issue with like your stability of your foundation and stuff like that. Um, how, how many different industries, not just the one that I'm in, but have really big foundational flaws mm. that somebody who thinks like me could possibly find a way to repair. So like, or just to help, man, I don't know. I just feel like out of all the fun that I've had in my life, I have said plenty of times, more sirens. <laughs> I can see them oh. in the background now. Dang. Um, I've said plenty of times that like, I'm a party animal by profession. I have spent the past over 10 years partying for money and having the best time ever. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's all great, but like, it's really just, I, I gotta find some, well, I'm working on some things, but I don't wanna start talking about them too much because uh, they're, they're plans or things that I'm working on, so. You can't put it out <laughs> into the universe yet. Yeah, I've put it out into the universe, but in a different kind of way. And I don't want to, I don't want to talk out of turn, but yeah, um, absolutely. But just the, the basic meat and potatoes is like being part of a solution, being part of something that is not just about me, but realizing that it's never just about me without everybody else. And so like, I'm just hyper-focused on that. Good. Good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you're doing well. I'm glad that Callie is treating you fantastic. Uh, hopefully the sirens in the background are not for you or your roommate. No, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, this is a little heavy. This is, I mean, Sundays things are usually a little bit crazier, but this is a little extreme. So like, I don't know what's happening out there. Maybe I should, this is one of the times I should check the news. Uh, or maybe it's just happening because I'm on this call with you and as soon as we're done, they're gonna stop. Like, this is just- It might be. It might be. I will say this much. You definitely need to check the news more because your city was literally on fire once and you had no idea until I texted you about it. <laughs> what? 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 Like, how could you not know? It's, it's so, and I think it wasn't, it wasn't super far away from you, right? But you know how the news is, though, sometimes. I know. Like, like, I remember when I lived in Florida for just a little bit of time, they would, my mom would worry about me because the the hurricanes, mm -hmm. but they would show on the news, like, the one little skinniest, most frail tree whipping violently, and everybody <laughs> else is out in flip-flops buying beer. Like, it's right. fine. So, no, I didn't, I didn't know about that fire. But... <laughs> what fire right that that was your exact response like <laughs> what really and it's like up the street from you <laughs> this hot fire i'm playing on the radio right. all those tracks <laughs> well before we get out of here man i i, I do want to say that i appreciate you for being on thank you so very much oh, thank i you. always appreciate your positivity you are 
a beacon of light, so to speak. Thank you. I was just yeah. telling a friend, like, I'm super glad I get to talk to Rob because he's one of those people who get my brains moving. And 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 uh, if, if I'm feeling stagnant in an idea, just you're you got good vibes for creativity and energy. So I'm so glad that I had a chance to catch back up with you. I'm out here just tazzing around yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a little tornado. That was fantastic. There's so many callbacks. Now we have to do a third. We have to do a third show, and it's nothing but callbacks. We won't have a serious conversation at all. Just several inside jokes, back to back. <laughs> we got a lot too. Going back to them Cortland days and all. Yeah. Oh my God! Yes, absolutely. Thank you so Let's much for being on. You have a splendiferous evening. It's like what seven o'clock there, so you got the whole night ahead of you still. Yes. <laughs> you enjoy it thank you so very much for being on socials uh twitter instagram um not twitter um but instagram is probably my favorite and okay. it's the underscore andrea underscore love yes and um facebook uh just andrea love um but the radio station is 90.7 fm kpfk los angeles online at kpfk.org where you can listen to my show real rock riffs and rhythms with andrea love saturday mornings 4 a.m till 6 the best of rock rooted gems blues rock alternative classic modern a little bit of metal in there and uh all of my awesome jokes as well of course and um yeah, and if you miss an episode, you can always listen because we have online archives for two weeks at this station. So our music shows, you can hear for up to two weeks after they air at any time for your own leisure. So there's that. That was like a little mini commercial. Come on, that's what I do, baby. <laughs> I feel like I should write a check for that little 30 seconds there. I mean, I'm accepting checks. <laughs> always. Anybody. Anybody out there. Hit the cash out. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so very much for being on andrea i just tremendously appreciate you take care and stay safe all right i will all right good to hear from you my friend yes indeed